Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach Joe Lucas and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, in this episode, I want to talk to you guys about standards and why they're so important. And as you evolve as an advisor in your career, as you run your business, why it's critical that you must be always looking at what your current standards are and what your future standards need to be. And as a reminder, I have nothing here to sell you guys, uh, only an offer or an invitation to come join me for free inside of Magellan Network. And uh, there's a link below to uh, make that happen. So um, one of the things that I've noticed in my career as a coach of advisors is that when you start out in this game, you know, the old saying, right? If it, if it breathes and it has some bucks, it's a, it's a good client. And a lot of times what happens is you grow your business. Initially, you're just trying to survive, right? You're just trying to go ahead and uh, make some money, um, become sustainable and stuff like that. And then along the way, there are these pivot points that you will have. And it's not like in year five or year 10, it's normally as you kind of grow your business that you know, you start realizing that you're tolerating more than you need to tolerate and you've got to make some changes. So where does that take place? You could be tolerating team members, tolerating clients, you know, tolerating yourself in terms of your standards. And if you think about it, if you're going to elevate, you cannot elevate a, a mass. The simpler and the more streamlined your business is, the actually the easier it is to go from a half a million to a million to two million to five million to 10 million because you're clipping out the things that no longer meet your standards. 
So let's take, which I think is uh, the easiest one to talk about, and quite frankly, in my experience, is sometimes the hardest one to do, which are standards on clients, okay? Now, I hear this all the time. I've got an advisor, they've got too many households, right? And I'll keep things very simple uh, in terms of an explanation. In fact, I'll use a real life situation here. So I start to work with a new client. Uh, it's a you know $2 million team. They want to go to $5 million. Great. They're about 60, eh, let's call it 70% advisory. There's about 30%. Uh, so 70% advisory fee, right? New factory, 30% transactional, dead money, old factory. And, you know, one of the things I asked them, hey, why do we have, let's call it 75 to 100 households that are not in our core model? Like, why do we have them? And, you know, typically we'll hear, and, you know, I'm sure most of you have, uh, have said this too, well, they've been with you for a long time, you know, they've got concentrated stock, all these excuses. I said, yeah, but you're running two businesses. So in other words, your degree of difficulty to scale your core business is like you've got this massive ball and chain hanging off the core business that you want to ascend with. And what I normally hear is, well, but they've been a client for 20 years or 10 years. Uh, they helped me when I started. And I, look, I, I get all that and I appreciate all that. And I, uh, and I totally understand that. With that said, this gets back to standards. So if you're gonna have a dual standard, understand it's a complication. When you have a complication, it is hard to scale that complication. So here's the framework that I like to use, which has worked over and over again for well over a decade in my work with advisors. So first off, how you position it in your own mind. So if you say, hey, if I say, hey, what are your standards on clients? So what do you need from a client to make them a good client? And typically I'm gonna hear in the way, and I say, well, tell me about them as a person, All right? And I'll hear, well, you know, they're likable. I like them, they're good people. It's okay, what else about the personality? They appreciate what we do, they follow advice, uh, they take our guidance. In essence, they're coachable, okay? What else about them? Uh, that they understand that nothing's for free, and that they are comfortable paying the appropriate fee for our relationship. So great. What else is important? And ideally we get into, you know, they're honest, they tell us stuff in advance, we don't have to draw stuff out of them. Our perfect world, they act as an advocate, right? Uh, they refer us, they introduce us, things like that. Okay, great. So in your, you know, new factory and new clients, we have all that, right? They're in our advisory model, they're planning centric, they're in our investment models, they're likable, coachable, leverageable, they act as an advocate, perfect. But how about these 100 over here? What's their story? And normal here, well, they're likable people, you know, they don't wanna pay a fee, right? They don't wanna pay a fee. And there's always a story between each of everyone, right? There's somebody's cousin, whatever it is. And when I start talking to advisors about this, I say, let me give you my position on this or the way I view it. Do you understand that those 100 households are sucking up resources that are actually cheating your clients who are paying you 5000 dollars $10,000, That this group here is sucking resources that this group is paying for. So in other words, your best client, your advisory clients 
are actually underwriting the relationships of these 100 people. Do you think that's fair? Well, now that you mentioned it that way, Joe, no, I don't think that's fair at all. Agreed. Number two. They take up your time because they need stuff from time to time and they take up your staff's time, right? They suck up resources, right? Uh, and in a lot of cases, they just want to pay a fee. So in other words, and I said this to somebody recently and they, it, it kind of shocked them. I said, you realize that they're thieves, right? They're robbing from you because they're getting it for free. And then I'll hear the proverbial, well, Joe, yeah, but they don't really take a lot of time. They're, they're quiet, you know. I said, but you, you have to understand something. And this is, I hope you all get this. Years ago, there could be a case made that dead money was okay because at some point, someday, some, that money's going to have, something's going to have to be done, right? We're going to have to settle on the state. They're going to need cash. We're going to have to do a transaction. We'll get paid for that transaction. There could, be, there could be a case made for that. I don't believe that anymore. Why? Liability. Dead money is not an asset. It's a ticking time bomb liability. It's what it is. And every day you have that relationship on the books is you're one day closer to that going off. Now, what do I mean by going off? Something happens. One of the spouses dies. The other spouse comes in. They don't like what was happening. Or... Even better, dad passed away, mom's still there, mom didn't want to make any changes, mom passed away, children get the money, and like, how come we're not diversified? How come this? How come that? How come, how come mom and I didn't have long-term care insurance? And next thing you know, you get a nasty grant from an attorney, and, and depending on where you're set up, you're either sitting with FINRA at some point, or you're sitting with some other uh, legal scenario, right? And this is not a hypothetical. I have seen this over and over again with advisors. So when you think you're doing a magnanimous thing by keeping you know Tom and Mary uh, in a non-fee-based, non-advisory, this is what they want, so therefore we're gonna acquiesce, is you're really risking your business's future. So here is the strategy that I would recommend you do. First off, I don't believe we should fire anybody. So, you know, this is not about sending them a letter saying, hey, thanks for the memories and uh, we're no longer going to be your advisor. It's not about that. Uh, what I recommend is you give them an option, right? And say, look, and I'll, I'm not going to write the letter here in this, in this conversation, but I'm going to give you the framework of it. I mean, we've enjoyed our relationship. Our industry has changed. The standards of our industry has changed. Our standards have got, we've raised our standards and how we want to work with our clients. And we want to work with them in a fiduciary advisory manner very proactively. And we would love to continue our relationship with doing that. Would you be open to a conversation about that? Right? And you're going to hear yes, no, let me think about it. Three, three boxes basically, right? So the yes is you have a conversation and you see if you can elevate them into the new factory, right? The new model and major, everybody wins, right? You win, the client wins, the family wins, everything's good. Uh, the let me think about it. You leave them alone for now. We'll come back to them in tranche two. 
The ones that say, no, I don't want to do that. That's the conversation. Look, we appreciate the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. We totally respect your decision. You don't want to compensate us for going to our new model, our fiduciary advisory model. We totally understand that. Then we've got to make arrangements to transfer your assets to someone other than this group. So do you have a banking relationship? Do you have another advisor? Where do you do your banking, right? And you just professionally and ethically and with care and kindness, you help facilitate a transition, okay? You get them off your books. You release yourself of that potential future liability, okay? Now, in some cases, when they see that that's, oh, you're serious about this, they will then, again, small percentage, but they will acquiesce into the first option. They, they want the new world because they, they don't want to lose you, okay? The middle ground, when they say, well, let me think about it, you know, we get through our, we get through our kind of the, the, the bookends, right? The ones that say yes, the ones that say no, we get through those. And then we've got that middle. We're going to go back and invite them again. And there, again, we're going to have a wide road conversation. And some of those will then come into our new world and some will leave. But here's the thing I want to drive in this conversation. They are making the decision, not you. You're not firing anybody. You're laying out how you do things going forward what your new standards are. And the client is selecting whether or not they find value in that or not, period. When you're charging zero, well, who's not gonna wanna stay? I mean, that's like, you're like, like think about it. Like, it's cost me nothing. Uh, I can call you whenever I need something, right? And uh, they're not paying for it. You show me another professional where that works, right? And I just wanna say this. As an industry, we I've heard for decades, well, we want to be treated like a true professional, just like a lawyer, just like a doctor, just like just like CPA, so on and so forth. Great. Then stop giving your stuff away for free. Like in other words, stop acting like a retail salesperson and like running a special or we'll take care of you here for free because you know we're good people. Like I get all that. But it's no way to run a business. And it's definitely no way to scale a business. Every one of my clients who have done, who has gone through this process, and this is not something done in like a week, depending on, you know, this is done over a quarter or two or even several quarters. You come out of it with better profitability, a cleaner business, which is now a simpler business, which is now a more scalable business. And that's how you do it. You're not the bad guy or the bad person. You're giving them options. Option A, love to continue to work with you. Option B, if you don't want to be in our world the way that we need you, because it's in your best interest to do so, we respect that. But then here's what we need to do. Sit. Very binary. You empower your clients to make their own decision. And, you know, quite frankly, you'll have some that are not going to be thrilled, right? But remember this. They've been on your back for free for many years, if not several decades. You owe them nothing. It's not harsh. It's just reality. Okay? So think about it. If you have situations like that, I've given you the global framework uh, to make that happen. What does this require? Courage. The ability to become uncomfortable to go put an offer out there and, and abide by whatever the answer to that offer is, whatever the quote-unquote consequences are, you've got to be good with, okay? So that is our conversation. Thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show, and I'll see you all again in seven days. 
Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.